0: We have only 35 chambers. There is no 36. I know that, but I want to create a new chamber. And what would that be? I think Shaolin techniques should be available to all. So then, that's my idea for a new chamber, to teach the martial arts to the people, anybody. All right, welcome to another episode of My Three Cents. And today, uh, today I'm going to be talking about value. And the type of value I'm mainly referring to is self-value. Value, how do you perceive the value of yourself? What are you worth to yourself? We spend a lot of time trying to be worth something to other people. We spend a lot of time trying to be worth something at work so we can get paid a little bit more. Almost everything we're doing every day is associated with trying to show how much you're worth and also at the same time show that you're not worthless. So then, you gotta think about what you're worth to your actual self. How much time do you take to value yourself? I thought about this because I was looking at some of the uh, things that, I saw a preview for, for some of the shows on TV right now as far as um, black television and the different options. Uh, the music and everything else that's right now and the main thing I noticed was that it's not that any of these things are right or wrong but it's more so that we're so comfortable playing these roles but at the same time we're complaining about the roles that we're given to play in real life and some might say these are two different things one, it shouldn't matter But the thing is this, whether we can break something down into two different things or 10 different things to the mind, if it makes sense, it just makes sense and everything still goes to the same area. So if you're talking about a certain type of people always being portrayed a certain way at some point to the person, always observing that and taking that in, it becomes reality because it becomes what the brain knows Right, Especially when they're not around those people like that. They don't really know. That's why I say it's dangerous when we have um, a lot of us playing these different roles in movies and TV shows. And we say, well, look, man, I got a job. I'm getting this money. They're giving me a check. But at what cost at the same time? Because this is the main way we're being perceived overseas. And a lot of people don't think about this. They don't get to see us in our normal Habitat, so to speak. They judge the the melanated man or woman based upon the narratives that keep getting put out on a global scale. And then you wonder why we keep getting perceived certain ways, but it's the same stuff that we support. But it's the results that we complain about. So it kind of don't make sense. And, uh, you know, we grew up listening to rap, for sure, man. Like, I was a big Wu-Tang fanatic. Uh, There was a lot of things that we did back then that now have transformed into something different. And you're almost ashamed to be associated with it. (laughs) But the killer part is that it came from what you came from. You see what I'm saying? It's almost another form of you, but it grew up different, right? It became something else. And that's kind of why right now you judging your connection. Are y'all still cool or not? <laughs> you changed. And so when you really look at it, you can see that there are just patterns and, and certain ways of acting and roles are being put out in such a specific way <laughs> that you can't help but see the patterns and the oversaturation of certain cultures playing those roles and not other cultures. It would be one thing if you saw uh, if you saw let's say the Jewish dope dealer, on some movies (laughs) instead of the house full of black ones. Every time. So I looked at rappers. I looked at, I just took a good look at it in the now, right? I'm not talking about back how I felt about it then, I'm talking about how I feel about it now. And it seemed like now a whole different thing is being glorified and amplified and put out in front, and is aimed towards the youth, the kids, um, all the people that have access to the digital world and their finger at their at their fingertips. So. With these different things, man, a lot of the kids don't realize, especially with rap, it's no different than, it is a form of entertainment. And if you understand that first, then you can understand that these are personas being played out. Don't believe in them. If you believe in them, they exist. It's the same thing. So even if you participate, at least be conscious that this is a persona that I'm connecting with um, and don't take it serious, right? And also don't overindulge at the same time. And we're talking about kids. So they have the kid minds. Their minds are more absorbent than an adult mind. They haven't been introduced to many things and haven't had enough life experience to know how to pick through and, and decipher different things before they take them in. They just take them in because it makes sense. It's right there especially when a lot of them aren't being taught how to use their consciousness and to not just be open to everything, be choosy, because you and these things become one thing. Once you take them in, whether you accept them or not, you took them in. That's the thing. So, they don't. the kids don't realize these guys are playing personas And uh, playing roles. And the only time they're probably themselves is when they're at home and nobody's around, like literally no one. And then they probably can just talk to (laughs) themselves and just be themselves, I guess, you know, because I mean, even having that one friend that knows who you really are, sometimes they don't even keep that friend around because he knows who you really are. So it's just different for different people but what I came to the conclusion was that it's just another form of deep programming is what it's become Um, and we argued that it's a form of expression and this and that and it's cool yeah rap is a form of expression Um, but it has also become something different and we have to acknowledge that instead of turn a blind eye and focus on the old thing and the way we used to feel We have to take a re-examination, right? If you told somebody that their body was sick and they say, nah, man, I used to feel great. He's like, what do you mean? You got to talk about right now, right? So uh, with all things, it's the same, right? We have to acknowledge them in the now. And if your opinion of something changed, so be it. That doesn't make you some type of uh, unreliable person because your, your opinion changed or you gained some type of knowledge and your uh, perception was opened up to where you were able to see something different, that's great. That's growth. That's acknowledging growth in self. So never be ashamed of changing your mind about something and letting it be known. Because I know a lot of people that have actually changed their mind about things, but they don't let it be known because they feel like somebody's going to say something like, oh, you're, you're being fake. You used to be like this. Now you're like that. I don't get it. I say, let them not get it. Who cares? It's not for them. It's for you. You shouldn't even be telling them. If you don't think they're going to get it, don't tell them in the first place. Watch who you tell your business to, because they'll put their energy on it. That immediately comes back to you. Try it. Go to somebody, tell them something, tell them something and just watch their face. You see what I'm saying? As soon as you say something to somebody about something you got going on, They're going to react. That reaction is going to register within you because that's what you're sitting there doing. You're having an interaction about what you got going on. So when you do that, they put their energy on it. Boom. That comes back to you. You judge the energies combined and you move on from there. That's actually what happens. So you have to be careful who you tell your plans to and what you got going on, who you speaking to about it. Right? so this whole thing was like a deep form of programming for the youth is what it became nowadays and uh, so, so then I asked who's paying the people to act like this like I started seeing that all these guys are flaunting big money and, and a lot of things to the youth right and they're telling the kids this is how you get it by acting like I like being like me right and so um, you have to ask yourself who's paying who's cutting the check where's all the money coming from for this who's funding this? Who's funding this gigantic venture that is now what they call the rap game? It's facilitated within itself at this point. Who's funding it? So I had a couple other things I thought about as I was thinking about that question. Uh, Let's say uh, how the black man or the melanated man is often in public they really want the melanated man to be seen as a baby um, or some type of feminine character or even a man boy which is a man by nature but referred to and dealt with as if he was a boy right so these are the types of Examples that I've run into with um, how we're being characterized or how the melanated man is being characterized um, through entertainment and all these other things we got out there that everybody's constantly inundated with and taken in, especially the youth. So in the rap, especially what I say is like the black men are constantly seen as babies, right? You even have men called babies. Right, uh, multiples of them. It's not like it's a one person doing it. Uh, there's always like little something, baby something. <laughs> Think about it now, because this is a this is a this is something that's done on purpose to actually make the black man. It happens on a on a on a level that's like it's a psychological level. It's subconscious. You don't really pick up on that part of it nine times out of ten. But what it's doing is it's playing with how you actually feel about the nature of the melanated man as a whole, whether you know it or not, because you're not putting them all in that comparison in the moment. But on some level, you always are. Right. And that's just the deeper level of it. So... They're often portraying the melanated man as the baby or the feminine form or um, a boy, right? And if you are willing to take those roles, what I'm seeing is that you will get funded. You will be able to accomplish what you're trying to accomplish if you willingly accept one of the roles that already exists. Think about it. Most rappers you talk to now that's aspiring to be rappers, will tell you that the way to get out there is that you have to do this type of music and this type of action. And what that means is that you're just using one of the same things that already exist um, to try to be amongst it. And so that shows you that is this an art or is this some type of role playing where you're volunteering to play this role and... Just capitalize on it. If money is what you after, or if fame is something that you just itching to have, you know, for yourself. Some people just want to be out there, right? Some people just want to be seen. So, I also looked up some numbers as far as um, as far as. Because we're talking about content when we're talking about this music. That's the point, right? What is the message? The message is always the key. You got beats, you got producers and all other kind of things that have been highlighted, even DJs, right? So even they're highlighted for how they play the music. They didn't create the music, but it's even gotten to the point where we highlight the players of the music. You see what I'm saying? So it goes all the way from the creators of the music, which we call the artists, all the way to everybody that has their hand on it and has something to do with it. It's so valuable that each of them can power up from it, right? Each of them can have their own piece and their own notoriety for one thing, the power of the song. So we're talking about content at the end of the day because we're asking how does this affect everybody? What's going on with this? Why is it so powerful? We're talking about content. So unfortunately, with our music, with Melanated music, with rap music, nowadays it's more so about living a homicide life, murder, some type of tragedy, um, all the stereotypical things that we try to stand against every day as we leave the house and interact, um, that we try not to represent. like We consciously try not to offend people. You ever notice that about Melanated people? You can be in a room full of my of uh caucasians or other you know european cultures and it can be one or two melanated people in the room right those two melanated people are going to always be smiling and looking some type of way and every time somebody comes and talks to them they're going to light up and try to pronounce their words clearly and <laughs> come up with something clever to say. You see how we pander to the other cultures because of how they have made us feel about ourselves? Is that we can't even be how we want to be at all times because there has been so much put against us in the form of um, how they expect us to be. And... Something very interesting that I just recently came across again uh, information about the brain and the DNA, which I've probably said this before, but you know, during your life experience, you all of your decisions are recorded within your DNA, which means that everything you are is becoming different based upon everything you're doing consciously and unconsciously. So, what that means is that when you create a child or something. That you create it has that energy, and you're giving that child those abilities. It's that it's that simple. So when you have generations of of people doing something, it becomes the thing to do that seems normal to the mind because it's in their genes for multiple generations. So when you look at the content of what we're talking about and a lot of our stuff, it's a lot of death, it's a lot of homicide. And when you look at the numbers of these kind of things to the male, to, to the black man um, in this country, the number one cause of death is homicide. Now that's a damn shame because <laughs> We could be having these long lives based upon nature. Nature say, look, I'll give you the years. That ain't a problem with y'all. You, you children of the sun. You can live as long as you want to. It's up to you what you do. And look what we doing. And the messed up thing is, we talk about slavery and all this type of stuff where our people were also tricked, where where energy was also built into the genetics. So for a matter of time, the ones born into it thought it not to be anything strange and thought it to actually be something very normal, to be there, live there, and do what they did and go through what they were going through. It wasn't always a fight in their mind. They just went ahead and cooperated because why not? that's how that's how complacent we can become to the different things that's going on right now the media and everything else that's how complacent we can become because we're getting hit with it on such a consistent basis you can't even watch TV or anything like that right because you're gonna get hit with something so the music they have taken over a long time ago. i got another episode coming up on frequency and vibration where I'm really going to get into the music aspect and the sound aspect, especially, um, to just add to this and let you really see what has been done to affect us and how important this music stuff is for them to have control over it and to orchestrate it the way it's being orchestrated right now. So, um, The number one cause of death for the melanated black man is homicide, and that's 50%. 50 plus percent of the ones that die every year, it is based on homicide. For the the European, uh, homicide is the number three cause of death. What is the number one cause of death for the European? (laughs) Accidental death. Having an, having some type of accident, making some type of mistake, not being on point. Literally costing you your life, not being on point. That is the number one cause of death for what they call whites. What I would just, I was trying to sound more um, empathetic to just being whatever you are, right? And just say European. I just say where you came from. They call us black, which is no place which is melanin which is darkness which is chaos which is the void where everything comes from and everybody else is called something that that recognizes where their actual bloodline might have spent a lot of time (laughs) Asians come from Asia right Chinese you got all these different you know Europeans come from Europe Africans but then they just say black (laughs) Well, where'd you come from you came from everywhere apparently so the number one cause of death for the for the uh, for the European is accidental death so yeah not only do they have us being babies they even got the film baby boy if you if you don't understand it you need to go back and watch Baby Boy. It's deep. If you can understand what they're doing, now you can see it in a deeper way. Uh, stuff like that. Uh, they call it mumble rap nowadays, right? So they mumble like babies that can't really make their words. So what you got to understand is that gangster imagery is very exciting for Europeans. Don't you know that the number one consumer of rap music or cultural African American cultural music is them they're the number one purchasers of the music what does that what does that mean what does that mean you gotta understand that gangster imagery is exciting for the European it's like an experience, like going to the circus or going to the zoo, except the cage is the television and the radio. It's, it's, those things are held within those, right? They're protected. <laughs> the cage is the contract, the chain is the money when it comes to the performers. It's hard to get funded for a business when you got a great idea and you're doing a lot of hard work on your own and you've gotten from where you've been, which was the beginning, all the way to where you are now, where you're actually doing real business. You have learned so much. You can reach out to 100 people. They're gonna tell you it's a numbers game. You will find the right people to connect with. But the thing is this, why does that have to be a numbers game? When everything else seems to be, if you go along with the narrative, we let you ride in, right? Because it comes with some type of form of exploitation versus doing business, which comes with some type of form of empowerment. And they're not good with that. So it's hard to get funded for business, but it's easy to get funded to play games or or to just entertain the European culture which is what a lot of people don't want to see themselves as. Our people think that participating in all these different things, right? We say, well, what's wrong with it? I'm getting a check. Yeah, that's cool. More power to you. If that's where you're at, more power to you. And we start to think that when we replace the European as the owners of the teams or the artist that starts to own his own masters and takes back his originals, we see that as becoming successful. Our people see that as becoming successful. What you don't realize is that melanated people have always been the commodity. (laughs) What you value is value. Then it becomes something that is a little bit out of your range on purpose. So you can wait for the next thing and always be ready to market, research, everything. We think when we replace the owners that we're doing something because we got a messed up mind about success. We don't know what that is. It's something that has to be defined within self anyway. It's not something that you can mimic through someone else. So we got to know we're always the commodity. European validation um, For our people Should not hold as big a precedence As cultural validation For our people I'm just saying I'm not being um, Discriminatory I'm not trying to choose sides I'm just saying that How, do, how would that even make sense? To hold, to hold what they think about you Higher than what you think about you that makes no sense that's nonsense we've always been in entertainment we've always been the workers we've always been we've always been the ones on the field and you know I was mentioning this to somebody else before when do we get off the field when do we stop running (laughs) now we're running for checks A lot of people don't know that plantations also had sports teams where it would actually be plantation versus plantation. And a lot of these things are just mimicking the past because everything is now anyway, right? You wonder why our bloodline and our genetics have passed down the memory of Being athletic and the muscle memory and the running fast, right? People joke about this kind of stuff, but it's really something that's been genetically passed down as a gift from the ancestors that had the energy before you. Added something to it and passed it down to who would have the body next. It's the same thing you do when you have kids. Do you or do you not? Give them your energy, so much so that they even look like you. That's how much energy of of yours that you gave them. On a genetic level, on a cellular level, enough energy to create and, and seem to be their self when they really just came from you. The same way you just came from the creator or what we call the creator of all, the source. No different. So, with the whole we running fast thing, uh, that's something that was passed down genetically because if you notice something about the creatures in the nature that run fast, you'll also notice that at one point the creatures in the nature that, the creatures in nature that run the fastest were also the most hunted, were also the most sought after to be caught. You see what I'm saying so these are things that are passed down genetically that they gave us through some type of trauma that they now come around to exploit and pay you to display right the fruits of your trauma that come down through your genetics that's 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 really deep if you think about it. And now they got us playing these roles and volunteering to play the roles. So who can we even be mad at? And who can we even blame? Right? Now, as far as the black woman, you see um, the different stereotypes. And a lot of people don't know. The Aunt Your Mama thing and all that, those were real stereotypes. That's the mammy stereotype. That's the fat black woman stereotype. That is a that is a um it's beyond a stereotype, it's an archetype. It's something that was exactly what it is for a reason. And it's building off of older energy. So when you see people like Tyler Perry playing the Medea or the overweight melanated woman, you gotta understand that he's playing directly (laughs) the things that we so-called fought against um, because these are the roles that represent that kind of stuff. It's a few different roles like the pimp role and different stuff like that. These are all roles that were created for the black man when they were um, mocking us or when they would bait us into entertainment but give us certain types of roles that would still degrade us as we were still a part of the entertainment at the same time and to this, to this day we're still playing these roles but now we're doing it voluntarily and we're and we're counting it as success because the money has gone up and that's the only thing that has changed but the value of things will even show you that the money didn't even really change just the value the value of everything the balance so It's the mind that has infinite value, it's the spirit, it's the DNA, it's your genetics, it's you that should see yourself as infinite value. How do you value yourself? That's very important. You have to get all this to come around again to just ask again, how are you valuing yourself versus the things that you are giving your energy to? That's a great place to start. You know when your energy is spent, so look at all the things you spent it on. Start there. Because you have relationship with each of those things. So now with the roles being played, people don't realize they're reenacting what used to be called the minstrel shows. If you don't know what the minstrel shows are, look this stuff up. Because this is what we went through for entertainment's sake and what we're still doing now. And I'm only showing that these two things are the same thing. You see like Tyler Perry and different people wearing the dress, and I know you probably heard the thing about they always try to put the black man in a dress or they try to shoot him in the butt or something like that on movies because it signifies something else that's deeper, that's energetic, whether it's acting or not. That's why you get paid a high rate to do it, to play pretend, because it has a significance on your spirit. They're paying you off to ignore that part. That's why the pay is so high, because the price is high. It doesn't matter if you're pretending. Don't you know the brain doesn't know the difference between a joke and the truth? All the brain knows is the emotion attached to the event. That's all it knows. That's all it cares about. That's all it keeps track of. So you gotta it doesn't matter if you're acting, if you're joking, none of that matters to yourself on a deeper level. <laughs> Think about that. None of that matters to yourself on a deeper level. So a lot of times right now they're playing what they call the menstrual the, the minstrel show. Um all this these these different archetypes of the of the black being, the black woman, which is now what they call the um, you know they got the mammy role going on with half the big black women doing all this crazy stuff. You got like Lizzo, you know, being naked, showing her butt cheeks in public. You know, just just making us look some type of way for their own gain. That's why it's put on such a public. It's put out in such a public way for that specific reason, so everybody can see it. <laughs> That's the whole point but they don't highlight other things and that's what shows you that there's a definite agenda that is affecting some people more than others because some people are spending all their money on it and absorbing it and learning from it while the others are being drained and exploited and we're just trying to get back on the other side of things or at least make this thing balanced right so you got the over um, sexualized black woman too right now, and that's very big right now is the hypersexualized black woman. So you're always going to have her um, in different things, you know, just she ready to sleep with anybody. She, she ready to be a freak. She ready to put on something tight and short, but say, don't over sexualize me. You know, it's crazy. but. These are just roles that people are choosing to play and they choose to highlight because they're trying to do something to your mind about what you see as socially normal or not. Right? So it's just good to talk about these things sometimes and uh you know, that's what I've that's what I really kind of Wanted this platform to be for is to just basically hear some conversation, have some conversation with other people about some of the things that nobody's really talking about because we're ignoring it because it's how the system works. So we're bringing it all the way back into the body and we'll get to that system through these systems and understanding that they're all the same systems. Right. It's just different ways to perceive it. So however you perceive, you jump in. That's why they say get in where you fit in. That means there's many ways to get in and there's always going to be one at least that's going to be form fitted to exact your way. You see what I'm saying? So get in where you fit in because you do fit in somewhere. So it's also needs to be realized that what we define as racial, white supremacist, whatever we define it as, a lot of those people are the ones (laughs) that's actually paying our people to actually kill our culture. And this is what you would call funded genocide (laughs) from the other side because that's who's cutting the check. (laughs) See, when you trace it back, it's who they call the Jews and stuff like that that are cutting the check. Um, now this, this is very interesting. Even with stuff like the NBA, a lot of you might not realize that with the NBA, when the NBA first started, it was only a Jewish game. It was a Jewish. That's why it's owned by them because it was a Jewish, um, game that they would play because it was a very cheap game and you didn't need a bunch of equipment for it. And on top of that, That's just what they created to play. And when you first see the NBA starting back then, it was a lot of Jewish players. That's why, that's why, because it was their game. Now you understand now where you see, you know, the different Jewish owners of the league and you could kind of put this together. Like a lot of this stuff is very well orchestrated and it's all about bloodlines and what people are passing down. So it's important to know what systems you're a part of based on what they also used to be. You see? We can't just keep seeing everything as a victory right now because of how we perceived it right now. We gotta perceive things as a whole in the now. That's more healthy. So when you look at the the black culture now, it's not intelligent, it's not not, um, cool to be intelligent Right? With the kids. Now is what is he talking about? Ha ha ha. That's not cool. right? They're making fun of the smart kids. How, why is it like that in our community? It's not cool to be intelligent in our culture now. Even though our ancestors were suppressed from learning, So with our ancestors being suppressed from learning, we should actually be climbing over ourselves for books and passing books around like Facebook. Facebook would actually be this thing about passing books around. (laughs) Where it was like, yo, yeah, I'm spending a lot of time on this network because I'm swapping these books. See? Facebook. Make it different. Do something. So... We should be climbing over ourselves for information. At this point, it's the information age. This is where you're supposed to get the knowledge. So, what you gotta understand is that the corporate world, the powers that be, the ones moving the the different companies and industries, they use what they call black bait, um, which are the rappers and the different young actors to attract black customers which are the youth, if I define customers, for their success at the expense of the actual black lives that they are attracting as bait, with bait, to be their future customers. And it's this whole cycle that keeps repeating. They've taught the black youth that money is success. Money is not success. Integrity is. If they don't teach the black youth about money. We'll never understand what's going on. So you got to remember the entertainment industry is ran by the Jews. Or the jewels, which is what that word really means. um, Because they have claimed the position of the chosen people of the realm through some of the mythology of the past, which is also a farce, (laughs) because if you look at it, um, this is why they're they're called the Jews, they're the jewels. They're claiming to be the most valuable things on the realm. And even when you perceive their names the way, now if you look at their names, You can perceive what I'm talking about with the jewels, right? Silverstein or all the things of value, right? Goldstein, diamond. Just think about it. Rubenstein, ruby. It's no coincidence the way a lot of things are. It's just that you might not understand it because you never looked into it or just never heard of it. It's not a big deal. If you heard of it now, then there you go. There you go. These are just jump off points for things that if you choose to look into them, uh, you can probably find out more information than I have. It's up to you how deep you want to go. That's why they say the rabbit hole is deep because anywhere you choose to go, it's up to you how deep you go that direction. So, yeah, money is not success. Integrity is. Um, and we have to remember the entertainment industry is ran by the Jews or jewels. Um which are if you look at it they're most of the managers, right? They're always a the Jewish manager. And then uh I started thinking about that and I said Um White entertainers and producers create white entertainment. That's what you gotta realize first. So European entertainers and producers create European entertainment and they create the roles <laughs> that blacks get offered to play think about what I'm saying so if you want to be an actor guess what you are gonna take some of these roles or you'll take no roles is it their fault for creating the roles or is it our fault for accepting the roles answer that you start thinking about the roles and you are like man that's real cuz Have you ever seen a Jewish pimp on a movie or a TV show or anything like that? Or the Jewish guy that's strung out on drugs? Like that stuff is rare. You won't find that kind of stuff. Like somebody doing like an indie film trying to be different. (laughs) And then you'll see something like that. Um, But you often gotta ask yourself, why don't other other races play the roles that our people play? You don't see the interchangeable roles. We're playing the roles cut out and set aside for us to play. From music to movies and other forms of entertainment, no matter what it is, if it's on a broad scale, if it's worldwide, it's orchestrated. The way it looks is how they want it to look. The paycheck is often the evidence that people are still being bought and sold as modern day slavery because you're signing contracts to do things and you have no freedom once you sign them. And your exchange for that no freedom is that little bit of pay. Because that's what your freedom is worth to you. You just got to be real about it. It is what it is. So, like I said before, you know, whites purchase more rap music than blacks. Um, And it's like when you see somebody that's European playing rap music at the light, right? They bumping it. The black dude pulls up next to him, what happens? He turns it down. Why? Because he already understands that this is a form of entertainment for him and allows him to escape his mundane reality and embody the energy of what we go through, that we have been taught to exploit at this point. From youth to adulthood, the black boys don't get any type of therapy um, or anything that brings them into adulthood or adepthood the right way versus how he has been raised culturally. Nothing. And especially if the father figure isn't there, then he really stuck because the only other option is he might possibly be overfeminized feminized or, and, I, and, and that also means that he is lacking um, balance on on the masculine side you see that could also be the cause to be over because you might be in contact with that side very easily because you were raised by women or something I'm not saying it's a good or bad thing but I'm just showing the balance and the imbalance that, that comes from these things so they see us at the light they cut it down because they know for them it's entertainment and for us it's real life and they do not wanna offend. You know, we're the only culture that, on the radio, think about this, what other culture do you hear music and on such an out loud basis talk about killing each other, using weapons and doing any stuff like that? Women, um, sex, you don't know any other culture that does that. Think about it, what other culture puts their music out or puts out any form of entertainment where the majority of their entertainment includes um, what they're going to do to somebody violently or something sexual or something with drugs or some type of recklessness. I'm just being real about it. Is that the truth or not? That the black culture, that the melanated people now that have been taught so much to hate themselves now exploit themselves and don't care if it comes with some type of exchange. That's where we're at right now. We the only ones that's on the radio or on TV bragging about getting weapons and killing each other and catching each other slip. When did murder become entertainment? Why do the roles of drug dealers, pimps, and addicts always go to melanated people? Who's laying out the agendas? So you gotta realize that. Pay attention to what's going on around you and what you're exposing the kids to because they're trying to set the narratives and they're trying to keep them going the way they want them to go. If you just look around at how everything is moving, then you can understand how everything is moving right now. Right? It wouldn't be in the now if it wasn't about the now. Don't think things are coincidental. You know, the way they taught us there's no such thing as a coincidence. The way they taught us. But if you get to level and understand what a really coincidence is, there is a such thing again. But it's just a higher form of what that's supposed to be. It's the coincident. It is the incident of the two things or more that came together to cause. More like divine appointment, the coincidence. There is a such thing as that. So. Pay attention. Look around, man. This stuff is crazy right now. Know your worth. Teach your kids to value themselves and not just fall for everything that they're being hit with that's on TV and on the radio. Limit what they got going on. Point them towards them books. Point them towards them books. I'm telling you. If they drop it later, cool. Give them something now. They'll pick it up again. I'm telling you. If you don't give it to them at all right now, they'll never really pick it up. That's why they say black people don't read, because um, the majority of the single parents, and I don't know you know which generations mainly, but were not encouraging the kids to pick up books, because guess what? And it's sad to say this, but a lot of times that meant that the parent was going to have to take time to work with the child to understand some of the words and make it through the actual books. And that's the reason. Just go play with the toy. So let's do better now that we know better, right? So I just wanted to do this one um, on value. And I spoke mostly about rap music because rap and sports is where I'm seeing us seem to have be given the most value, right? By the European, they value us the most in those positions. So that's why I mainly talked about those two positions. So think about it. Um, And I hope you got something from this. And think about your value, man. Value yourself above these systems and these things. Even if you gotta break the norm and do something different and you're a little bit scared, take a chance. If it means that you're valuing yourself and you know that, you're not doing the wrong thing, obviously. So listen to your higher power sometime. Listen to yourself. Don't argue with yourself all the time. Don't have that inner conflict. Check yourself. Check your value. When you value yourself, you'll find that other people value you even more. And a lot of times, you don't even recognize the value that other people that you have for other people, um, until you start valuing yourself. Then you see the effect that you're having on other people, your value that's shining. You see it then, you see it come back on you. So yeah, I hope you got something from it. This was one on value. And uh, like I said, I'm gonna go a little deeper into the music on the following episode. Uh, I'm gonna do frequency and vibration. I already got it prepared. And uh, Once again I'd like to say Thank you To all the supporters And uh, people that have been Doing the support On the different uh, Networks And the different Platforms That the podcasts are on And Thank you to all New listeners People that have been Sharing it I've been hearing that um, People are spreading it To other people And People are getting Something from it So I'm gonna keep doing it And keep suggesting things And I'll just give my three cents on it and we'll see where we connect. And we'll just try to connect in the middle at least. (laughs) Right? We won't reject anything, we'll just take it all and be like, okay, it is or it isn't. So thanks for coming back. If you've been here before, welcome if it's your first time. And if you got something from it, give it to somebody else. If you wanna support me, you can do it on any platform, any amount of currency energy, we know it's all energy and we gotta be conscious who we connect our energy with and I challenge you to connect your energy with me and see how something changes in your life based upon who you consciously connect with. You can also connect with me through Cash App at dollar sign, K-O-T-R 36. So feel free, it's not necessary but it is appreciated. Um, I'm always trying to change around the uh, equipment and upgrade so i can give you guys the best sound the best everything when i'm trying to deliver this um this side of my con this side of the conversation so again thanks for supporting and this has been my three cents so until next time onus